the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong and nothing is holy. Multiply your mercy on us, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not the things eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the third Sunday after Trinity is recorded in the prophet Micah, chapter 7. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. You will give truth to Jacob and mercy to Abraham, which you have sworn to our fathers from days of old. 
This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is recorded in the Apostle Paul's first letter to Timothy, chapter 1. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first, Jesus Christ might show all long-suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 15th chapter. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to Jesus to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes complained, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me. For I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, 
If she loses one coin, does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the gospel of the Lord.
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he finds it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing, And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine just persons who need no repentance. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity, And passing over transgression of the remnant of his heritage, he does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What silly stories we find in the Bible. A shepherd finds a stupid lost sheep, puts it on his shoulders, and you can almost see him in the narrative, skipping home, rejoice with me, I found my sheep which was lost. Who does that? It's a little easier to understand the frantic woman. You can think of nothing else. She turns the house upside down to find her lost wedding coin. And I found it. I found it. And she calls her friends, and they have a grand party. The parable of the lost sheep and the lost coin. And following after it on this Father's Day, the prodigal son, whose father was prodigal, in his mercy and compassion for his sons, rather radical in his love. The shepherd is irresponsible. He leaves the 99 in the wilderness to go after the one which is lost, continuing to search until he finds it. That is irresponsible. A faithful shepherd is not going to jeopardize the entire flock for the sake of one stupid lost sheep. It's simply not worth it. It would be one thing if the shepherd were able to make a quick rescue of the sheep that had gone a little bit too far astray without leaving the flock. That would be one thing. But that's not what this shepherd does. He leaves the many to find the one. That is irresponsible. And that's what the scribes and the Pharisees thought of Jesus. He is irresponsible. They murmured and complained against him. This man receives sinners and eats with them. No self-respecting rabbi who knew the law and the requirements of the law would do a thing like Jesus tells in these parables against those who murmured against his ministry of forgiveness to unworthy and undeserving sinners. He starts with something familiar in addressing their complaint and their murmuring against him, 
and then shepherds and sheep, he turns the tables on them, asking them a question. What man of you? What man of you? Doesn't leave 99 sheep for one. Answer, none of us would do such a ridiculous thing as this. But that's what God does. His grace and compassion for the straying Christian is inversely proportionate to the Pharisees and scribes' lack of compassion for such a one. Yes, the parables of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son that follows our gospel teaches us of our Lord's passion, not simply for the lost, but for the straying Christian. We all know of our Lord's concern for the unregenerate, concern for tens of millions of unbelievers the world over who do not know the Lord Jesus, who have never been brought to faith in him, for whom all of our missionary efforts are directed. But these parables illustrate his undying compassion for those who had been his, but who had wandered from the flock or had wandered from the family, who have gone astray, who have fallen from the faith. You see, in the parables of Jesus, the sheep belong to the shepherd. The coin belonged to the woman. The son belonged to the father. But they had all gone astray. They were lost, and they're described as being dead, dead, dead. And they were found. They were rescued. They were made alive, alive again. They who had been alive had died, and now they're alive again. Notice the baptismal theme of dying through contrition and repentance and then made alive again. When unbelievers are converted and brought to repentance and faith in Christ, we tend to have a big celebration when they are confirmed and brought into the fellowship of Christ's church. But when a Christian goes astray, someone who had been confirmed, who had made their vows before the altar of the Lord, we tend to shake our heads with disgust and sometimes anger. How could he do such a thing? Where is the zeal for the lost? Should it be any different than the zeal we have for those who have never known the Lord Jesus? Pastors and pastors-to-be have as a larger part of their ministry the call to reclaim baptized Christians who have gone astray. There is no greater work or higher calling. And we, as pastors, need to be reminded of this again and again and again. And I'm not just talking about those who have fallen into gross sins, you know, seeking after those. I'm talking about baptized Christians who doubt their salvation because of their weaknesses and failings as wives and mothers, or on this Father's Day, as husbands and fathers. 
Make no mistake about it. The shame and regret, and regret that a father may feel deep within his soul because of missed opportunities or failed expectations as a Christian father often scandalizes his conscience, driving him away from Christ into despair. What have I done? Or what have I failed to do? And years and decades have passed. And the remembrance of sin and missed opportunities can haunt him for his entire life and war against the soul. It's one thing to be brought to the joy of salvation, having never known the love of Christ. And it's a wonderful thing, and it is a most blessed thing. But it is another thing. After having been brought to faith in the Lord Jesus and having squandered one's inheritance to have been brought back, there is nothing like believing that all hope of your salvation is lost. It's a devastating thing. And perhaps you've been there. Perhaps you are there this morning. The gospel proclaims to us that our Lord loves like no one loves. He loves the unworthy. Even the love of the most ardent and faithful Father may wane and fail, but not our Heavenly Father. He loves those who have gone astray, and His love never quits, like a father who pities his children. To the world and to the Pharisee within us all, His love and passion for the lost is irresponsible. It makes no sense to human reason. But for us, it is the power of God to salvation, and it is the source of endless joy. That's what he is. And for us who have been reclaimed by the Lord, it is the source of our endless joy. There is no shepherd like the Lord Jesus, our good shepherd, who lays down his life for the sheep. He's one of a kind. He not only laid down his life for you, making your sin his responsibility in his death upon the cross, but he also lays down the reputation of God the Father before a self-righteous world every time he restores a penitent sinner. While the world scorns such mercy, all heaven rejoices. Again and again and again he seeks he searches. He forgives. He is relentless in his desire to restore you and reclaim you as the Father's son. He's like an irresponsible shepherd, leaving all for you. Like a wild woman sweeping her house in a frantic frenzy, seeking the lost coin until she finds it. He is like a prodigal father who overflows with a love that will never die. It is as if nothing is more important to him than you, and nothing is. And when you are brought to repentance, 
and when, in the promise of your baptism, you receive the absolution anew. All heaven rejoices, for there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the so-called 99 who need no repentance. He has no greater joy than the bestowal of his forgiveness upon the broken hearted. And so the psalmist prays, out of the depths have I cried to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my prayer. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. And for this gift of love, the angels sing forever. And we join in their song before the throne of the shepherd who became a lamb to save the sheep. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us confess the faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men, and for our salvation, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood in heaven and on earth is named, we give you thanks for the great mercy shown in sending Jesus Christ, your Son, to save sinners. You have made him our brother by his incarnation and reconciled us to yourself in his blood, joining us to your name in holy baptism. Bless, protect, and defend Matthias, Carol, Marjorie, Heather, Cherie, 
and Sarah celebrating baptismal birthdays. You have sought us, found us, and saved us from destruction. Work in us true repentance, that we may continually be filled with heavenly joy together with all your saints. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood is named, we give you thanks for spiritual fathers. We pray for Reverend Anthony Dodgers as he deliberates the call to be our associate pastor and headmaster. Preserve your ministers from all error, false belief, or other great shame and vice. Bless the preaching of your law that we might not be caught unawares by the snares of Satan. Bless also the preaching of your gospel, that many would come and join in the feast of salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood is named, we give thanks for earthly fathers. Give them confidence in their station and zeal for their task to care for their families faithfully. Make them examples to their children of a godly life and love of your word. Bless their work of bringing up children in the fear and instruction of the Lord and give them the comfort of your absolution over all their shortcomings and failings. We give thanks to you and pray your blessing upon Brian and Kathy Stoltenberg, Matthew and Emily Bender, Stan and Joan Heine, Brett and Cara Rohde celebrating wedding anniversaries. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood is named, we give you thanks for fathers in civil office, especially our president, Congress, and judges and magistrates. Make their authority respected and honored by all. Grant them faithfulness in their calling. Let them use the authority you have given them according to your will and for the sake of those who are under their care. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for healing blessings granted to Donna Lovis, Paul Schneider, and Frank Copling. Continue your healing work in them. Show merciful kindness to all your saints, and especially John Leiter, who continues to battle the effects of strokes, Louise Bollmeyer, recuperating at home after several recent hospitalizations, Barb Levon, recuperating from back surgery and several strokes. Jeremy LaFour and his family in his ongoing battle with ALS. Tom Pinzel, recuperating from major bladder surgery. Gabby Hartwig, continuing treatment for childhood cancer. And all those in various stages of cancer treatment, Timothy, Irwin, Jim, Abruyeba Amaso, Jill, and Allison. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, from whom all fatherhood is named, there is no other God like you who pardons iniquity and delights in steadfast love. Give faith to all who commune this day that receiving Christ's true body and blood, we may be certain that our sins are taken away by his death, cast into the depths of the sea. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray 
trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us continue with the offertory. up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God, one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive. Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, 
To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Welcome to the Divine Service this morning. Uh, a couple of things to attend to. I had uh, wanted to read this to you last week, and uh, in the busyness of things, I neglected. It is a letter from Reverend Anthony Dodgers, uh, dated June 9th. Dear Saints in Christ, now that I have received a signed copy of the call document, I am writing to formally recognize this call, which you extended to me on June 6th. I will announce this call to my own congregation this coming Sunday, which was uh, June 13th, 
and I plan to announce my decision on Sunday, June 27th. I received a, a telephone call last evening from Pastor Dodgers uh, during the midst of the auction, and uh, he wanted to announce the good news that he was engaged uh, to a deaconess from Concordia University, Chicago, and that just transpired over the weekend. We had talked earlier in the week, I anticipated it coming, and he said, is that okay? <laughs> and I said, we are in favor of marriage. <laughs> uh, she had, she's in Chicago, he's in Iowa. Uh, he returned home to handle services today, and he begged uh, our indulgence for one more week of time so that he could um, have opportunity to actually sit down with his betrothed and talk about the future. So uh, instead of announcing his decision on June 27th, he plans to announce on the 4th of July. So we look forward to Independence Day, the 4th of July, uh, for that decision. He continued in his letter, as you know, this means that I now have two calls from God, one to serve the saints at Emmanuel Charlotte and one to serve you at Peace Sussex. Over the next few weeks, I will be considering both and I will be praying about them both. I humbly ask for your prayers. God is asking me to make a decision and while that decision might be difficult and even painful, we can take comfort that God will be at work in all of us for his good purposes, no matter what. Let us take comfort in knowing that the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and the gates of hell will never overcome his church. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Your servant in Christ, Reverend Anthony C. Dodgers, pastor. So I wanted to share that but with you today, so the 4th of July, we look forward to. And then, we had a good time last night at the Goods and Services auction yesterday afternoon, and John Bender has, I think, a follow-up. Yes, uh, it's my last announcement probably for at least a week or two. Um, no, for, but thank you everyone for coming out last night to the Goods and Services auction. Um, you can keep an eye out in the bulletin probably next week for how everything uh, turned out officially uh, with the totals. I know everyone is always wondering, uh, so I'll put it in there. We're not quite done. I have quite a bit of work to do still to make that final. Uh, but there are a couple of things. Um, there are some baked goods that are left if you were not able to attend. They're on the counter in the kitchen. Uh, please uh, take a look at them and perhaps take them home with you. I also have some leftover food. You know, if you're looking for some easy Father's Day that you're not doing anything at home, come to the kitchen. I have baked chicken, uh, carrots, potatoes, rolls. We can make little to-go boxes for you uh, to take home with you as well. Such yeah. a deal. Such a deal. So thank you, everyone else and all the volunteers. Uh, we couldn't have done it without you. Uh, all the donations, all those who helped with setup. Uh, there are way too many to name. Uh, but thank you all for all the assistance. Thank you, and have a good week. <laughs>